Do you have more pictures of your goats than yourself on your phone? Does your vacation time get spent attending goat shows? Can you have a conversation without bringing up dairy goats? Neither can we. So join us as we talk to the country's best breeders, judges, appraisers, and industry experts about all things dairy goats. We are John Kane and Danielle Caroli. Welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. Hey guys, John here. Just going to start out this episode with telling you that there's going to be some adult language in this episode. Any of the really big swears I went ahead and bleeped out, uh, but there are quite a bit of swearing uh, in this episode. Um, you'll see kind of why, but uh, nothing egregious. Um, just if you have small kids listening with you, maybe uh, listen by yourself while you're doing chores or uh, on your way to work or what have you. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be uh, some adult language here. Uh, but yeah, enjoy the episode and we'll get right into it. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Ringside. I'm John, and I'm joined by the gets up early for a Starbucks cup, but doesn't get up early to breed a goat, Danielle Caroli. Hello. I don't know what goat I didn't get up early I to breed, but you know. I get it probably is true. There are very few things in life I will get up early for. A goat show I will running to Starbucks for Red Cup Day, most definitely. The rest What is Red my- Cup Day? I don't understand this. Okay. So once a year after Starbucks holiday flavors are released, okay. they have a red cup day. <laughs> is it like the red wedding from Game of Thrones? No, it is a nice day. Everyone is happy. Nobody dies. Everybody was happy at the red wedding. Until. Until everybody died? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, but so once a year, they have dispo or no reusable cups that are decorated in some kind of holiday design that Starbucks gives away when you order a holiday beverage. And it's called Red Cup Day, and it's the busiest day for Starbucks of the year. And so myself and several members of my family, we get up early, we go to Starbucks pretty much right when it opens. We didn't get there this year right when it opens because my grandma overslept. Yeah, you made your grandma wake up and get up early for some coffee. She's up anyway, 90%. I was going to say, obviously not that red day. day. Not that day. But so we go, we we get our cups, we have a cup of coffee together, and then we go about our day. And so some of it is timed to make sure they don't run run out of red cups before we get there. And a lot of it is also timed with making sure the young children that we bring with us have their coffee before school. And (laughs) giving kids coffee before I mean, sometimes 
we let them have hot chocolate, but it's kind of a free-for-all, and so they order what they want, and then they go to school, and it is on them to behave. Poor little Timmy and Tammy. Exactly. So... So were people like busting down the wall, the doors for this? Like, where is this like Black Friday for Starbucks, or do they have their own Black Friday as well? I will say that. So back up, we didn't get there right at five thirty because we had to wait for my grandma. But we technically two of the three cars were there at five thirty, and then we went to go pick up my grandma, who lives like two minutes from. The Starbucks. But when we were there, somebody got out of her car really, really quick, ran to the door. The door was locked. She ran back into couldn't get in. And then as soon as they opened their door, she ran in to get her coffee and her red cup. I just – I did they – like when you got there, was there any chance where you like, oh, man, good thing we got here or else they would have run out in about an hour or two? Possibly. I mean, it is a limited supply. It just, this is just crazy to me. I mean, I'm glad if if this is your form of fun, then I'm, I'm here for it. I'm praising you. Good job on winning. Because you you won, right? Oh, we got got our red cups. Well, are you drinking out of it now or have you just, is it still sitting in your car from when you finished your coffee? (laughs) Um, No, this one went into the dishwasher and I did not use it today. I uh, used a mug, but um, I have used it. So okay, it's, it's really just a family tradition at this point. Um, Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. So that's what it is. I mean, it's not to say I don't have people on like hold, making sure that in case (laughs) we're too late, I have access to, other red cup Starbucks look. I mean, all of them are red cup locations, but I, it's not like I don't have people that would totally not be surprised if I call them up at five forty-five or six o'clock and tell them they have to run to their Starbucks and get six or seven holiday drinks. So we have the red cups. Um, I swear to God, if I were to ever get a phone call from you saying, John, I have an emergency. And I'm like, all right, What's up? It's four o'clock in the morning. And you're like, you got to get to your nearest Starbucks right now. I can't make it. I'd I'd tell you to kick rocks. I'd be like, oh, go on eBay and buy one for 50 bucks. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I don't know what their value is. It's not about the value, but um, (laughs) it's about the experience. It's about the experience. I have my people. I have my network. I know you would not be part of this network. Do not worry. (laughs) You won't get this call. Um, but I have people who I know live close enough to a Starbucks that they can run out and hopefully their Starbucks will have it. Plus, I mean, we have multiple Starbucks we could go to once we get <laughs> out to this location. There's there's some in easy driving distances. So, like, we have a I have a plan. Everybody can rest assured and uh, rest easy that there is a plan and there is multiple backups in case some stuff yeah. Down. Lots of contingency plans. Exactly. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you got your coffee. This, however, is not a coffee podcast. So was there <laughs> was there any interesting goat stuff that happened on your farm this week? Well, um, I'm dealing with breeding season fatigue. And 
I think part of it is because everybody else was breeding for January kids, February kids. The ball seemed to get rolling. And I really started breeding for, I think my breeding season will start late March or kidding season, excuse me, will start late March and we'll probably go until late April. But I'm just at the point, and I don't even think I have a 30-day window of kids yet, but I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, are we done yet? What is going on? I have a doe who might be coming back into heat. She was live bred, and at first I started kind of going, oh my gosh, why didn't she take? This is a live breeding. What's going on? But then I realized that she was a doe I was initially going to AI. So obviously started looking at her as a potential AI candidate and put the speculum in towards the end of her heat cycle and wasn't happy with her cervix placement that I was seeing and just kind of wasn't really feeling to do that AI. So I did breed her to my junior herd sire. But that being said, that was towards the tail end of her heat. So it kind of makes sense that there's a possibility that she's just coming into heat because it just didn't take. And this would be around the time that she should be getting bred. However, she is not wanting to stand for that buck yet. So we'll see what happens. I've also kind of come to the conclusion that if she doesn't get bred, she doesn't get bred because like I said, breeding season fatigue. Um, (laughs) But we'll see. I mean, I'm not too worried and I do have a doe that I know I need to breed because I missed her heat cycle before. So it's, I mean, it's all fine. I just, I'm over it. That's all it is. I'm just, the bucks are nasty. It's cold. I don't want to breed them anymore, but we'll get we'll get the does bred. It'll be fine. I was going to say, are you throwing in the towel there? No, no, God, okay. no. I'm just complaining. Okay. Yes. Well, you're allowed to complain. Um, you know what you Thank should do? You, you should so just much have, for that. Yeah, you know, you should treat yourself to some some more coffee. Yeah, uh, coffee. It does make it easier. <laughs> Well, it's been kind of a quiet week here. Uh, I'm in what I call survival mode when work gets super crazy. Right. So we've got this long stretch that started uh, two days ago. Yeah, we're on the third event in three days. And we've got event tonight and two events tomorrow and a big event on Sunday. And then I'm off Monday. And then... It's kind of coast for Thanksgiving and then ramp right back up. But So it's just survival mode. Everybody's hooves are done. Everybody's happy. Hopefully, knock on wood, everybody's bred. Um, and I really hope nobody comes into heat right, you know, these next couple days because I'm not going to be able. I mean, I'll, I'll hopefully be able to notice and breed. But there's a, there's just when you're busy like that, there's always that, oh, crap, did I miss a heat, you know? Right. So, so I've got that going on, um, and it's quiet, really. Uh, I guess we can kind of move on to a little bit of Adga news, but before we get into Adga news, I just want to mention that this is a sponsored episode. This episode is brought to you by GreyGoatBBQ.com. Are you tired of the same boring 
meal plan. Head over to graygoatbbq.com to check out their seasonings and barbecue sauces. The very popular rooster dust is a versatile all-purpose seasoning, great on everything from poultry, pork, and beef to vegetables, potatoes, fish, popcorn, and even that pesky goat you have in your herd. The Grey Goat's BBQ sauce lineup is full of variety for any taste preference out there. Grey Goat seasonings and barbecue sauces are the perfect solution to bring flavor to mealtime routines and even make great gifts or stocking stuffers for all the goat enthusiasts and food aficionados on your list this time of year. For all our ringside listeners, take 10% off at greygoatbbq.com with the code RINGSIDE10. Get yours while supplies last. And I gotta say, folks, we don't just take on a sponsorship and call it good. Uh, We got sent the product, and I gotta tell you, it tastes great. Um, And I'm Tyranny loves it because I'm cooking more. And uh, the barbecue sauce is just as wonderful. So go ahead and check them out. And again, that's RINGSIDE10 on their website to get a 10% discount for your purchase. And on to ADGA news. There's not really much, guys. Uh, the EC and board of directors and the employees, the staff, are all working hard to get us out of the hole. Uh, the one thing I will say, and I'm speaking it now, Danielle, because I feel like anytime I say anything like this, it happens. Uh, we still haven't gotten the committee lists. So we're looking forward to that. Can't wait to see who's heading up all these committees and who's on them. And yeah, I, I can't wait to get to work. I know I'm, I put in for some, I don't know if you did or not, Danielle, I'm not going to try to call you out too hard for that. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's something I'm looking forward to. And hopefully by the time this airs, this is irrelevant and it's already live. Yeah, no, I, on a different note, but I got my first show rules paperwork for judging for 2023, which rightly so, they sanctioned the show. I mean, we're in November, it's a March show, so, you know, it makes sense, but I wasn't expecting the paperwork to come and got my mail yesterday and saw the familiar envelope for that they send out when you're judging and was like, oh boy, <laughs> what am I getting this for? What's going on? And opened it up. And I mean, I had figured it was going to be for this March show, but it's 2023 will be here before we know it. And so... The ball is in motion. That's right. I can't wait. I'm. We've got. It's you. So usually we're like, okay, we're gonna do this show, this show, this show. Uh, but we're we got stuff going on, um, family wise that we're like, we got to see what happens, and then we can plan, um, see how we're doing and how health is and all that, and then then we can plan. But uh, with everything, if everything goes smoothly, like that, we're hoping it will, and and we'll let listeners in on it uh when we know more but uh, if everything goes smoothly then uh we'll be hitting the the ground running and and trying to uh show the heck out of our herd and see how they do hold up against some stiff competition so I'm, get, I'm getting excited i feel like this is the time you're worried but it's like okay i want to do this show i don't want to do this show oh there's this new six ring show that popped up do i want to head all the way up there you know it's it's just 
it's always fun to dream about spring when it's cold and snowy and damp. Oh, rightly so. Rightly so. Danielle, we have a fun little topic today, don't we? We do. I Not that we don't have lighthearted discussions and um, conversations, but we're kind of changing gears a bit just to have some fun on this episode. And do you want to talk about what we're going to do? Yeah. So uh, I am an avid podcast listener, and one of my favorite podcasts is called The Judges, and it's a podcast where they pull stories from Reddit and the internet, and they're either funny or just shocking, and they go ahead and read them, and then they make judgment on if the person is the a-hole or if they uh, are not the a-hole, and so on and so forth. Because I had a lot of fun with those bleeps that happened last episode. You're going to kill me for saying this, but (laughs) can we use those words and you'll just bleep them out? Or are we censoring for the sake of your editing? No, let's use them. Okay. Because it just is fun. I love a bleep. I really do. What you love a bleep. I'm like, okay, is it right in the right spot? Okay, good. Uh, (laughs) I don't have to edit, so... Uh, no, that's fine. Um, so I guess I'll start off first. We'll make judgment and then we'll move on to a story by you. Sounds good to me. All right. Am I the asshole for missing my sister's wedding for my goat? Howdy. I live very far out in the country and have an animal rescue. Great. I have You're a goat. Judge yet. <laughs> Sorry. I have a goat who has a very high risk pregnancy. Not my choice to breed her. She was rescued pregnant. My sister's wedding was last week, and I expected her to give birth on or around the day of the wedding. She did give birth on the day of the wedding, by the way. Her and kid were fine, if you were wondering. I called my sister a few days prior and let her know that I wasn't going to be able to make it. She asked why, and I told her, and she, but mostly her husband, got really pissed And told me that I'm putting my goat before her. And like, yeah, I am. My sister won't possibly die if I don't attend her wedding. Except for the red wedding, like Game of Thrones. Uh, My goat possibly will. It's not like we're close, but we chat sometimes. She, She suggested I call a vet. But I'm the only real vet around here. The only other vet near me was convicted of and I really don't want him near my animals. None of my neighbors felt super comfortable kidding her for me. A couple other family members called me an asshole. Wonder how you guys feel. I did send her a pretty good amount of money for a gift. <laughs> what do you what do you think about this, Danielle? Um, there's so much wrong here. In there's this. so much to unpack. There really is. Um, I'm going complete asshole. Uh, <laughs> just simply, first of all, there's, I mean, let's first unpack the idea that we're dealing with a goat who has a high risk pregnancy, which I find that questionable at the very best. I'm assuming most likely she was bred and <gasps> she's going to have babies. Therefore she's high risk. Yeah. But 
Or maybe she's a Nigerian dwarf and she got bred by a Sanin. Okay, so this is even a better point. When they are high risk or there is a situation, you do try and utilize resources available to you, which is having them kid maybe slightly early because there is leeway on when a doe can kid and when they have full-term kids. And then also when you have an event like a wedding that you know you are expected to go to, you can utilize resources like inducing labor so that you can attend the wedding and have a healthy kid on the ground. She claims that she's a vet. There's no way she's a vet. There's <laughs> well, no there's absolutely no way. The, but, so maybe she's like the rest of us uh, farmers are like, wow, I'm I'm pretty good with uh with a goat and medication and all that. So I'm I'm basically the vet around here. I mean, <laughs> the, the, right. the, the sentence that gets me is, like, we talk every once in a while. Like, it's your sister. Go to her wedding. What's wrong with you? It's like Tierney's brother is getting married. I, when, I don't know, but they haven't set a date. But when they do, I'm not going to be like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Can't make it. The goats, like, I'm going to plan accordingly. And granted, she bought this goat bread. Somehow knows the date. There's just so much wrong with this. I'm not a huge fan of rescues to begin with because I think that it's just um, – they're just trying to siphon money from people that are like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. They're a rescue and they need money for feed. And then they get all this money and every week they're like, I need another $1,000, guys. And it just drives me nuts. So I'm not a huge fan. I just feel like this this person could have could have definitely hired a farm sitter, uh, could have you know found – the goat community is pretty cool. Could have found a goat enthusiast or breeder in the area that would be like possibly help her out. Um, I just high, high risk goat pregnancies, right? They're just, they're crazy. Yeah. I, I'm trying to, I mean, I understand again, we're dealing with the, we're kind of reading between the lines and I'm sure this is just somebody who, Oh, goats are pretty cute. Oh, this is great. But like, and again, she's pregnant. Oh my goodness. If you really were dealing, first of all, I feel like I just said first of all before, but anyway, <laughs> um, there, as if you are truly concerned, there are so many tools in your toolbox. If you got this goat and you knew that there was a possibility that she was pregnant several months ago, maybe you would have reached into your med kit and used Lutalase because if she was not supposed to be pregnant or if she was too young, or like you said, she was bred to, she was a Nigerian bred to a full size animal, whatever. Lutalase is a tool to make sure that a doe who kids and, or a doe who gets pregnant accidentally does not kid. And, so that could have been an option. Like I said, she could have. Uh, yeah, she could have induced. She could have induced. Um, there's, I don't know. There's just so much wrong with that. I mean, and the other thing, and I think we all have to be cognizant of this is until I, so I will give her this until you are a goat owner, 
and you have your herd, it is very hard to express the demands to the outside public. I will give her that little caveat. And so understandably, well, no, because like, understandably, you're going to say, I have this concern. And then the, I think it was her sister's husband in this case was like, well, what the heck you're missing this for that. So like, I understand the, this is my concern aspect of it. It's not, it's not justifiable at all. She should have been at that wedding. Judgment. She's the asshole. So go ahead with your, your story. I can't wait to hear this. Okay. So I have another of the, am I the asshole? And then I think I have a few others as we go forward that are a little different, but um, this one is funny and I just think it'll be a good one to continue on this. So am I the asshole for blowing up when mother-in-law brought an emotional support goat to my house? <laughs> All right. I didn't know this was a thing. Um, but so here's what it says. My mother-in-law has never liked me and we have very clashing personalities. My husband does have a spine and he does stand up for me, but we've come to realize that he does need her in his life. So all three of us have come up with some compromises and boundaries. Mother-in-law has PTSD. And for most of the time I knew her, it was very repressed, but she recently had another traumatic event and is now struggling. She's very codependent and has a hard time being around us without her husband. So I made a rule that she can bring one of her comfort animals. Honestly, I'm a neat freak and not a huge animal person, but mother-in-law can emotionally regulate better and resist the urge to bully me if she has a pet. Well, mother-in-law came over the other day and brought a goat. <laughs> open the door for her or I would have stopped her, but she led this goat through my house. She has a eating grin. Sometimes I think she acts out so she can get kicked out versus having to admit she didn't want to come. I immediately told her to get the goat out. Mother-in-law said it's her comfort goat. I snapped at her that her jokes aren't funny and does she enjoy being a burden to her son? She clapped back that if she is a burden, she will leave with her goat. I told her to go, but my dad wanted to pet the goat, so mother-in-law ignored me and brought it over. I began shrieking at her and telling her to get out. I feel a little bad because I think I scared the goat. I ran to the door as she was leaving and told her to never come back. My husband texted her to rip her a new one, and mother-in-law said that I said comfort animal and never specified. Then her husband posted a passive-aggressive social media post with the goat and said, who wouldn't love this face? Well, actually, somebody today. Ignore the Owen, which is the goat's name. (laughs) (laughs) My parents thought I overreacted, but she has a long history of pushing my buttons for entertainment. So, what's your verdict? All right. That's just, it's a lot. So, uh, yeah, the mother-in-law is, I, I feel like everybody's the asshole in this, right? So the mother-in-law is definitely an asshole. Um, she definitely took advantage of the situation by not specifying what kind of comfort animal she was bringing. I mean, bring a dang guinea pig or something, a goat. I mean, first of all, 
goats are livestock people. They're not house pets or anything like that. So says like, you. <laughs> well, it's just there's gonna be goat poop everywhere and pee. Like that's that's not cool. Then they got to clean up after it, or you're gonna have to clean up after it. Which doesn't sound like this mother-in-law would be willing to do that. Um, I it just, it just feels bad. I mean, I feel like the one thing that needs to happen is communication. Just talk. Just just talk it out and and figure out what the boundaries are. And it does. It sounds like the mother-in-law definitely doesn't respect boundaries. But I feel like just to write them off because of a goat. I mean, it's pretty funny. I'd be laughing my head off. Like it, it's just who would do that? It's insane. So yeah, everybody's the asshole in this. I don't necessarily know if I agree. I think the mother-in-law definitely took advantage of the situation. And mm. obviously the daughter-in-law is coping and trying to deal with that. I laugh because it probably wouldn't have escalated unless the father decided he wanted to pet the goat. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I just, in that situation. And I can totally see it. Like, no, you need to leave. And then like, Oh, but the goat's cute. I want to pet it. And then, you know, the mother-in-law thinks it's an open door and she can hmm. bring her goat in and all of that stuff. I mean, she's definitely the biggest contributing factor to being the asshole. Right. Oh yes. So, I, everybody, it's it's not a feel good story where there's definitely a side that wins, but she definitely is tilting. It's tilting in her direction, right? And uh, I, I just, you know, comfort animals. I I understand that maybe it's so this way there's a distraction and you have a purpose, but I feel yeah. like you would be better off having a dog or a cat that can deal with being in all different kinds of situations. Um, there are great therapy dogs. There are great. I mean. Most likely, if she can have a goat, she can have a dog. And so I feel like she would definitely be better off if she had a dog than this comfort goat. Yeah, I I get it. Goats are awesome. They definitely, like, they're a stress reliever for me uh, most of the time. Uh, But, yeah, get a a dog, though. So I I agree with you, Daniel, there. Um, I've got another fun one, and I don't think I'm going to read the the title. I'm just going to tell the story. Okay, go for it. So I've always hated HOAs, and which that's homeowners associations for people that don't know. And so, and so as my wife, and I promised we would never live in an HOA. But unfortunately, I had to break that promise when I had to move to a new location for work, and the only house I could find for sale within an hour radius was with HOAs. Well, that HOA only allows dogs and cats, and we have a pet goat. The goat is house-trained, yeah, right, and uses the bathroom in my backyard. My wife and I only usually walk him when it's dark outside, so people usually just think he's a dog if they see him, but generally we don't tell people we have a pet at all unless we really trust them. We told the HOA we have a dog. This lasted for a few months, and some people noticed my dog looked funny, but usually didn't give a or they noticed it was a goat and talked to me about it and weren't snitches about it. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> Side commentary. <laughs> well, the neighborhood snitch, Karen, yes, 
her name is actually Karen, was snooping around and peeked into my yard and got pictures of the goat and posted it on the Nextdoor app. She literally goes around and posts pictures of people's HOA violations like fences being too short or tall, wrong curtains, etc., and posts it on Nextdoor for the HOA to find. Now, my HOA wants me to get rid of the goat despite the fact that he's basically a dog in the sense that he's house trained, doesn't chew up my shit, and actually likes a dog and actually acts like a dog. He never bothered anyone, yet the HOA wants him gone. If anything, he's better than the dogs as he doesn't make noises nor does he run after the mailmen. Maiko is my best friend, and he's been with me for a while, and I can't bear the thought of getting rid of him, and I've got nowhere else to go because every f***ing house in this area of Nevada is under an HOA, and Nevada by far has the worst HOAs. The HOA I live in had a water leak for like six months, and it was calculated under the time it took for them to fix it. Really, a resident, not the HOA, fixed it. They wasted tens of thousands of gallons of water, despite the fact those same bastards fined other people for excessive water usage. (laughs) So what do you think, Danielle? Oh, I I don't know if I want to pass judgment first, but I just feel sorry for somebody in that situation. Oh, HOAs suck. Oh, gosh, yeah, that's what that's that's why I feel sorry for them. I mean, the fact that they have to be in an HOA just like I think the HOA is the asshole in this situation I mean I know they exist for reasons blah 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 but like if it's not bothering anybody and it's only being seen because somebody's being a peeping Tom and then is living up to her name and being a Karen how is that affecting anybody else in the neighborhood I feel like this is a load of BS. That her name's actually Karen? No, no. I, I believe her name's actually Karen. I mean, walks like a duck, talks like a duck, right? But I think that their house is probably putrid because goats just poop whenever, right? Pee, yeah, I can see maybe somehow house training a goat to pee. But the pooping aspect, like, they poop whenever, it's it's just, it makes no sense. So your house is full of little poops, and then you step on them, and then they get smushed into the carpet or the floor, and then and then they're like, oh, my goat doesn't chew on anything. Yeah, right. Like goats are inquisitive animals. Like they're not eating tin cans or anything, but they're gonna if they walk into my house right now and they see a laundry thing here, they're gonna pull at the laundry just because they're bored. I mean, it just makes no sense to me. So having a house goat, first of all, don't have a house goat. They're herd animals. Have them in a barn. Have them out in a pasture. Treat them right. Don't keep them in a house. That's stupid. Uh, second of all, the HOA is terrible. Like, who who cares, honestly? Like, yeah, I could see if they're not zoned for agriculture within that area. HOAs are just, just pains in the butts, right? They're just money-rubbing buttholes. Right. My mom used to live down south. She had H or she still lives down south. She had HOAs and they were they're just terrible. Terrible. It's like having a Karen around every corner. So I think I don't want to say that the poster is an asshole because 
they tried finding something outside of an HOA and they couldn't for some reason. Um, so it just sucks. It's a shitty situation. I'm going to have to bleep a ton of this. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I just, I think they're not the a-hole in this scenario. Yeah, I, I commend them for not getting rid of their goat when their situation changed. But also, maybe it that might have been the best move and find a, another rehomement and find another responsible person to look after it. Mm-hmm. it dep- you know, depending on where they live and all of those things with it. I agree. All right. So uh, you got another one for us? Yes, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit and go um, more on the, just more on the, what you would find a discussion on Facebook for this one, because I just thought this one was fun. Um, So why on earth do people advertise and breed for stupid high birth weight kids? That's the exact opposite of what every other livestock breeder looks for. Cows actually have EPDs to find low to moderate birth weight bulls that grow well. Why are goat breeders, both dairy and market, so proud of 12 and 13 pound kids? Well, it's so it's a little bit different, right? First of all, there's the scale. Uh, The EPDs for beef cows is what she's talking about here. Um, it's it's just a bigger scale, a couple of pounds. You know, if you're going, you know, two, three, five pounds, uh, 10 pounds for a cow, like it's not that huge of a difference um, because these calves are being, are much larger. Uh, for goats, I mean, I don't think it's, if you're breeding for wider, longer rumps, you shouldn't really have too many issues. Obviously, you're not going to want to breed um, a son into a Nigerian. But if you're breeding for breed standard um, or even experimentals, you really shouldn't run into a lot of issues. Uh, and a lot of breeds, the larger breeds, uh, they throw smaller kids anyways. I mean, look at your your Nubians there. Those kids are small when they when they're first born. They, they grow quick, but they're pretty tiny. So I think, honestly, if you're breeding for correct uh, confirmation, then you shouldn't have to worry about it. Obviously, if a buck's throwing 20-pound kids, then that's an issue. But it's not that common, I don't think. I think of it almost as when people are advertising, oh, we had a 12-pound kid or a 13-pound kid. It's a thing of pride, not because of the size of the kid and like, oh, we grow them big, we grow them strong. Not like that kind of pride, but it's like, yeah, my doe could handle it. Obviously, it's not ideal, but like this this girl pushed out a 12-pound kid. She kitted a 13-pound kid unassisted. Look what my breeding program has done. We have the rumps. We have the general appearance we have the structure that we got this dude we can have 12 and 13 pound kids and those animals can push them out like it's no big deal yeah yeah i agree so i think this person is just uh maybe i don't know maybe they're newer and they just don't know but 
Um, if you're breeding for correctness, it should be fine. I guess we'll move on to my next story. Yes, let's go with your next story. Okay. This is a fun one. I, 47 female, have a 17-year-old daughter, June, who I share with my ex-husband, 50. We divorced when June was one and have a pretty good relationship. Anyways, my wife, Laura, 47 female, and I have June every week. My ex has her every other weekend because he lives far away. However, he's a good dad, and he and June have a good relationship. Last week, we were discussing college plans for June, and she told Laura and I that she wants to be an economics slash agriculture major and maybe go to business school in order to own and run a goat slash sheep farm and creamery. I was surprised, but we live in an area where people would pay good money for local organic cheese. And June also mentioned that she's heard of farms where people can sponsor a sheep or goat and receive cheese from it and updates on it. She also plans to do this. Laura and I told her that we believed in her, and if she thought she could do it, she should go for it. Laura and I are paying for over half of June's tuition at the colleges she's looking at, and we could afford to pay for most of a business school as well. Our family friends have a farm with goats and June loves them. She's really good with them and helps clean their stalls, feed and water them, etc. when we stay there. And she's done farm camps before, so I think she could do this. When she told her dad over FaceTime, he didn't say anything except, well, good thing your moms can pay for all of your business ventures and changed the subject when she tried to talk about it. She was upset when the call ended, but didn't talk to us about it. My ex texted me, telling me to insist on June getting a real job, and said we should withhold tuition if she didn't agree. I refused, and he said that she she wouldn't see a penny of his money. I asked him why he would do that, and told him, that we were already going to pay for most of her tuition. He said that June was his daughter too, and he wanted a say in her future. I told him he could have a say when he acted like a real father, not a controlling ass. I told my mom what happened, and she said that he was being concerned for June's future and said that she didn't think June was really going to be able to make a good living off of some goats and sheeps in a barn, and that she was wasting her tuition money. She said we were setting June up for failure, and that we should have explained to her all the problems she could have as soon as she mentioned the idea. Now I'm reconsidering what I said to my ex. Maybe it was too harsh. I don't want June to have her dream destroyed, but I also don't want to go back on my promise to support her. Am I the asshole? I'm going to say absolutely not, and the father is. Mm. I think there's several things wrong here. First of all, props to June for wanting to be in part of the dairy goat industry and have a commercial business within it and already thinking of a viable business plan. And it is a business plan. Will she quite possibly be making a ton of money probably not will she be happy most likely 
Is she smart going and going to school and studying? Absolutely. And the thing about it is that she may go to school and she has an interest in some of these aspects of it and she'll study it, but she may also find that maybe the path is slightly different and maybe she wants to be in nutrition or she'll take another class that interests her. That's part of what college is about and going exploring and learning and this concept of, oh, we're going to pay this so much and it's not worth it for us to do this. We don't have a return on investment with this that some parents put out there is just insanity. It's especially when financially it doesn't sound like it's going to be that much of a struggle for this family to afford it. And so let her study, let her figure out what she wants to do and support her what a novel concept. I agree with everything you said. I mean, it's as simple as she can start school. It's not like, okay, day one, we're going to learn how to make cheese, you know, that type of deal. So while she's going to business school, learning about business, she can also in the summer and during breaks, try to find a job within the industry that she wants to work for so she can see if it's right for her. Uh, it's important. It's really like imperative that people support their children's dreams. You know, it's it's not a hard thing to do. Alice tells me that she wants to be an astronaut. I said, "Okay, cool. How do we make it happen?" You know, right? So, so it's it's just what you're supposed to do as a parent. So uh, it feels bad. I don't think that. Uh, the OP is is the asshole. I think it's just um, people not understanding that you can have a fruitful living uh, working and running a farm. Uh, you might not be rich. like It seems like they might be, uh, but that's still a beneficial life to live um, and one that is just meant for some people. You know, if you don't get it, you don't get it. I get it. But uh, just support your kid. (laughs) No, 100%. What do you got for us? Okay, so I'm going to actually, I think this one, it was another Facebook one. But I think I can make it, like, rephrase it slightly to make it, uh, am I the asshole? Okay. So, am I the asshole for responding to an email I received? This was the email. So, hello, I am looking to purchase a doe to improve my herd. The minimum requirements for this doe must be that she is a finished champion with a, with a superior genetics designation, mm-hmm. a milk star, and she must have a high linear appraisal score and a super well-attached udder. Let me know if you have anything available. So... Am I the asshole for hesitating to respond? Because, in my opinion, all the years of hard work and tears uh, that take to breed animals like this, and now I have someone contacting me that wants to just write a check and start at the top. Newsflash, these does in my herd should retire here. Mm. Okay. Um, Yeah, she's not the asshole. um, But... 
I think you also got to take a look at your business side and Hey, could you spare an animal like that if you have it and make some money and keep your herd going? If she's already superior genetics, already a finished champion has appraised. Well, you've got a couple daughters in your herd. Maybe it's okay for you to let it go. But if you don't want to do that, that's your prerogative. And it is kind of off putting when people email you saying, I have this checklist. Do you, do you, uh, meet my standards. Like, look at my website and tell me if I meet your standards, right? Um, take the take the couple seconds instead of writing an email uh, that I'm sure you just copy and paste to every single breeder that you're sending it to. Uh, take a look at the herds and, and do your own research and ask them if they're willing to let go of such and such dough. Um, so yeah, they're not the asshole, but it's definitely uh, a two-bladed two, two sword, right? Um, so, yeah, not the asshole. Yeah, I agree. They're not the asshole. And actually, I would be more concerned with a buyer like that. I mean, I totally understand somebody wanting and willing to pay top dollar to get a Joe who has proven herself in the ring, in the milk pail, etc. And has the genetics to back it up. However, the requirements, an SG, a doe that's basically an SGCH, so a superior genetic finished champion, with her milk star, with a high linear appraisal score, and an animal that has a really well-attached udder. Most of this like fits hand in hand, in my opinion, that if a doe... So, like, let's go break it down. And, like, if a doe doesn't have a milk star, she can still have a superior genetics from relatives. Okay. But that means most likely she would already have the potential to milk and get a milk star. And maybe the herd that they're getting from isn't on test. There's all these different things. So, like, the idea that this animal with these standards wouldn't fit the other criteria is kind of far-fetched for me. If she's a permanent champion most li- with a high appraisal score, most likely that mammary system is going to be well attached. I think that's my issue with it. That you have someone saying, I want something really nice. Here are my criteria. But the criteria is there because I think that that is what I need in an animal. Which rightly so, that's what they need. But... It also displays a lack of knowledge of what all of that information really means. So am I going to trust you with this animal that I've already put in all the hard work and I've already gotten the performance data, I've gotten the show wins, I've bred this animal and her relatives because if she's a superior genetics animal, she has the relatives to back it up too and the data behind her. So I have this whole collection is in this doe and she's this little package and she has, she checks all the boxes, but you don't understand the boxes that are checked and how they mm-hmm. all work. So why am I going to entrust you for a few extra dollars to take this doe that we've done this work for? That's, that's kind of where I get more scared versus we've put in the work. It's more that you don't understand what the work is. So how is this doe going to continue to thrive in your right? Honor? Yeah. People can pay crazy money for crazy goats and you never hear from them again and they don't propel that program because the maybe 
the management's different or maybe the person just really doesn't know what they're doing and thought they could throw money at the wall and it'll stick. Um, so yeah, I agree with you 100%, Daniel. Um, I guess to finish it off, I wanted to kind of go to a fun side here. Okay. Um, it's Thanksgiving week, right? So I thought instead of a dairy goat one or a goat one, uh, we, we tell a little Thanksgiving one. Okay. All right. So am I the asshole for telling my wife that she can stay home this Thanksgiving? My wife is a grade A picky eater. It's bothersome to a certain degree, but on holidays, basically the shit show begins. She'd refuse to eat certain meals and mom would take it personally, which results in a series of arguments between them. As a compromise this year, my wife offered to bring her own food to Thanksgiving dinner. I was stunned. I asked if she thought this through and she looked at me confused. I told her about how weird it'd be for her to bring her own food, especially when she wouldn't be sharing it with anybody else and told her to think about it and how mom would react. She'd get very offended and upset. My wife said that 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 is not her problem and that she was just trying to make it work to bring her own meal. I told her again that mom might not like nor even allow this. She blew up at me asking if I want her to either eat food she doesn't like or go hungry. I suggested she give my mom's food a chance but she said it wasn't about my mom's cooking. She just doesn't like certain foods. We had an argument and I ended up telling her she could stay home this Thanksgiving and have whatever meal she likes. She got quiet, then lashed out on me, calling me insensitive and negative to say this to her. I repeatedly asked her to calm down, but she couldn't stop ranting about how I was basically willing to exclude her from a major event. She started cold-shouldering me about it, while at the same time guilting me, saying I'm treating her poorly after she offered the perfect compromise. What do you think, Danielle? He's an asshole. 100%. Yeah. No questions asked. Easy answer. Boom. Gavel struck. Done. Over. Like, (laughs) she understandably has either dietary restrictions or just isn't a fan of Thanksgiving, which I don't blame her. Some people don't like turkey. Some people are just here for the sides. Personally, that's me. The turkey, you know, is almost an afterthought. But we always, we have a giant Thanksgiving and we always, first of all, nobody is offended if you bring extra food or if you have your favorite dish from childhood that your mom used to make, and so you bring it too. But we also recognize that there are people who, we have a member of my family who's a vegetarian, so not necessarily for Thanksgiving, but for Christmas. She, or no, actually, sorry, for Thanksgiving, when she comes, she brings a oyster stuffing instead of the sausage stuffing because she wants to eat it, and that's how she can eat her stuffing. So, How is that any different? It's not that this woman is asking everyone to accommodate her. She created a compromise that should work 
and allows everyone to enjoy the day. The fact that he has mommy issues and mommy's food is the best and I don't understand why you don't like it too and she makes it for me and then she also chews it for me and like baby birds it and wipes my mouth when I'm done. (laughs) Like that's the issue here. Yeah, um, this this totally... So I'm a very picky eater. Um, Thanksgiving, there's plenty for me to choose from uh, where I don't have to try the stuff that I don't like, um, which I, I'm kind of shocked that that's not the case here. Like, it must be some pretty terrible food or she's just way picky. But he's the asshole because she came up with a perfect compromise and he's like, nah, brah, like, that's not going to fly. Mommy won't like that. Uh, it's, it's pretty bad. So I agree. He is the asshole. But Danielle, there is an update. Oh, good. Fill us in. All right. And so, my wife has decided to go spend Thanksgiving with her family, who, by the way, live hours away. So this means unnecessary travel expenses instead and basically ditch me for a whole week. Y'all happy now? Though I appreciate some insightful comments on the situation, some others, dot, 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 Not so much, especially with those assumptions claiming that my wife has allergies. She does not. Y'all get that from, question mark. But anyway, saw good. Now I guess, though, I'm not too thrilled with her decision. I feel like she's doing it to spite me or get me to cave in. This guy is a blind idiot. Holy cow. He can't read a room. Like, Listen, he's not even reading Braille. I don't think she's coming back after a week. Just putting it out there. Yeah, this is, uh, let's see, when was this posted? Six days ago. I'm going to pin this so I can, just for myself, to see <laughs> if there's another update. Yeah, like, this guy's, what a jerk. Like, so, so, <laughs> I want you to either spend Thanksgiving by yourself in our house eating your stupid food that you actually like, or... You come to my mom's house and you have this oyster stuffing, which is disgust disgusting, by the way, Danielle. And <laughs> you don't eat if you don't eat sausage and you like seafood, it is uh, an acceptable compromise. <laughs> so, so yeah, so <laughs> enjoy enjoy your food by yourself. Come to my mommy's house. You go to your parents' house where you're loved and they'll actually appreciate you. Screw that. Nope, can't do it, bro. No way. This guy is the total asshole, that's for sure. Gavel drop. <laughs> well, this was fun, Danielle. I this think uh, we'll have was. to bring it. Yeah, we'll have to bring it back. Like maybe this will be the Thanksgiving tradition. We'll do a couple goat ones, do a Thanksgiving one to cap it off. Um, are you traveling a lot for Thanksgiving this year? I am actually lucky that it worked out that I'm going to be staying in a close radius we're having thanksgiving at my house for my first thanksgiving and then my thanksgiving part two which happens for us on uh black friday i'm going just down the road to my uncle's house so relatively little travel this year so i'm enjoying that how about yourself uh family's coming over to our house uh i might try to sneak out and do a little bit of deer hunting because deer season opens up. Uh, well, as people are listening, the rifle season for New York has opened. 
Um, and hopefully I'll be able to get out and enjoy it and maybe get some venison for the freezer. But yeah, families, uh, Tyranny's family is coming over here. Um, and it's just going to be kind of quiet, hopefully, and maybe catch a nap. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the goals. <laughs> the goals of life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, this has been Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. And you can find us on our socials, which are where, Danielle? You can find us on Facebook, searching Ringside and American Dairy Goat Podcast. On Instagram, we are ringside underscore goat underscore podcast. And as always, be sure to subscribe and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And real quick before we close, as this is our Thanksgiving episode, I just wanted to say we're so grateful to all of our listeners who tune in each week and enjoy discussing goats with us. I agree. I echo those sentiments. We love y'all. Enjoy the holiday. This has been Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast with the Starbucks Red Cup queen herself, Danielle Caroli, and myself, John. We'll catch you on the next one. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.